Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. Sorry it's been so long, but um, I am one of your hosts, Emmy, just waiting for Kyle to show up. Um, So before he shows up, I just want to, you know, apologize for taking such a long time to do a show. Just a lot has been going on in my personal life and in Kyle's, too. Um, Nothing really bad just kept us busy and kept us away from the show, so... um, with me, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I tweeted out a picture of an article, and it's basically a transition photo that accompanies it, um, myself from 2013 to present. Um, so I legally changed my name, and everything's kind of trickled down since then. Uh, I changed my license, my social security card. I've been changing different accounts in my life. Um, At work, they changed my email. They changed my login name. Um, It's just been kind of crazy that all of this is happening. Because when it first started, March 1st, everything kind of has been going super fast since then. Um, But I did an interview at work back in September, and they published it on the company website. And it's just been so amazing to have the support from work. I I just, the support from work has been overwhelming because of the fact that I know, like I've always said, you know, my trans brothers and sisters do not typically get the same support that I've gotten a lot of them turn to, you know, get fired when they come out because a lot of states, it's um, legal to fire somebody for coming out. And so a lot of my trans brothers and sisters get fired and turn to sex work. So, um, hi, gorgeous, beautiful man, Kyle. Hi, Em. I'm sorry I'm late. Don't worry about it. Um, I was just talking about my work article and um, how just incredibly supportive everybody's been at work. So Awesome. Um, what else has happened? Um, the name changed it. Well, first of all, how's your work going, by the way? Um, it's okay. I mean, I'm still, I mean, nothing really has changed. Um, I'm still an employee through the end of July. So, I mean, there's lots of, you know, other crap that's going on at work that I'm not going to go into, you know, just regular day-to-day stuff. But as as it is now, still there till the end of July, um, I've kind of started networking and looking around online for other jobs and stuff like that um, to start sending out resumes. But other than that, I just got called for jury duty, so uh, maybe that'll take my mind off of stuff. Uh, I'm too worried about work. 
You're in New York. You have an impressive resume. Why don't you go to a, um, a headhunter? They could do the legwork for you. No, you're right. I should, right? I, haven't I mean, about Kyle, that. it would be so easy for them to, to find you a job in two seconds with your experience and and the fact that you've been with this company for so long. It makes you look great to future employers, so. Well, I'm counting on that. Plus, I'm counting on, like, you know, the number of contacts I've made over the years that they can kind of right. help me with references and stuff like that. So we'll see. But yeah. thank you for the support. I, I, I appreciate it. You know that. Absolutely. I definitely think that you should look into a headhunter, especially in New York City, you know. Right. Um, so let's talk about our favorite top. Well, first of all, aside from work and stuff, how have you been? Like, what have you been up to? Um, just different stuff. I mean, I, I saw a couple of shows recently. Um, actually, last Friday was like a really, really great. Well, I mean, besides being called onto actual a jury, um, two of my former co Gap coworkers were in town. One, um, she works at Refinery Twenty Nine, the the blog, um, the website. So um, she was in town, uh-huh. so we had lunch together. And my other one works, other friend Jen works at Comcast in Philadelphia, and she was in town, so I met her for drinks and caught up. So it was really nice because. Um, during the last, our heyday in San Francisco, when we all worked together, Lexi and I worked really, really close together, and Jen and I did too, and we all really had a great relationship, so it was really kind of nice to catch up with them after so long, because I hadn't seen them, like, mm-hmm. at least for a year, so that was really nice. But other than that, you know, seeing show, you know, just kind of like living, I'm, I'm struggling to figure out what to do. I'm going to have a party I'm going to in two weeks at the Clue party. You know the movie Clue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we all got a letter and we got to find a character and we have to come dressed in character and I don't know how the night's going to unfold, but I'm Miss Scarlet, so I'm trying to figure out uh, what I girl. So so I'm either thinking I'm I'm either gonna think go very traditional and try to find some kind of red velvet blazer or something, or go like her character and get like a green velvet blazer with some kind of shawl or something. So I'm I'm thinking of different ideas. So hopefully I can pull something together, go online and see if I can find something. My other idea, which I love, is, like, maybe I'll go as um, the the outerwear I'll have is, like, Hester Prim, the scarlet letter A. So I'll have, like, a big black cape and try to find a red K on a, on a thing and put that on, be the scarlet letter. And then you open that up, and then you'll have, like, the scarlet velvet jacket underneath. So that, that's that's another plan. Okay, I like the second, the last idea, the best. Thank you. I think that might Sounds be fun. amazing. Scarlet letter, yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been up to. What about yourself? Um, the name change thing, right. I've been seeing a lot of movies, and last night I visited my friend, kind of like you, I used to work with this girl, Alice, and I hadn't seen her in literally, like, two years. We've been, like, obviously texting and talking, but I, I worked with her in 2007, from 2007-2008, and she's just one of my best friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Every summer, I usually go to her, um family cabin in New Hampshire at least once during the summer and I spend a weekend there, blah, blah, I hadn't since the whole transition, so um, I finally went last night to see her and her husband at their new house and it's funny how she's like, oh my god, you're a different person, like completely different, you're so calm and it's just really cool to see you now, you know, I'm like, wow, I'd didn't realize I was calm. She's like, yeah, and you're so comfortable with yourself. So it was it was so nice seeing somebody 
seeing myself through somebody else's eyes. It was really cool. Right. So, um, what else have I been up to? I've been dating, going on dates. Um, Great. So I wanted to ask you, before I get into Uh-oh. my spiel, I wanted to ask you, what is the difference between dating in San Francisco and dating in New York City? What's the difference? Huh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, when I first moved here, the instant change was that in San Francisco, like especially, you know, this was prior to like the websites and all that stuff, like going out and meeting people. There was a lot of like, you know, eye flirting where it's like, it, it's like this whole little game of back and forth, cat and mouse, like who's going to ask who. It's kind of like this prolonged um, gesture of like, oh, cruising some guy across the bar and taking forever to go finally ask him out. Where in New York, it's like people are more ballsy. Like they'll go, there's no time to waste. It's like, it's like you see someone's like, hi, how are you? Maybe we should meet. You know, it's like, oh, wow, okay, you know. Things may have changed in San Francisco by then, but it's like that's how it felt. Like here the guys were a little bit more – like they didn't want to play this whole cat-and-mouse game and chit-chat and everything like that. It's like, look, are you interested in meeting or not? You know, it's more like let's do this. And it's like, it's, and, and, if, and if, it's not a, if it's not a match, then move on. Why waste time getting to know someone forever and then you finally meet and nothing happens or you're not interested? Why not just meet and get to know each other that way, you know? Uh-huh. Is it more online dating in New York, or is it more person-to-person dating? I find it's more, it's, it, both is it's more of an online thing, definitely. Oh, online yeah. is kind of taking, mm-hmm. it's kind of taken over, yeah. Especially with the, it, with the advent of all these new sites. Now there's this new site I heard of for women called Bumble, where it's like, it's kind of like a classier tender, but women have to make the first move. Women, a girl has to like you. You can't really just like reach out to everybody. The woman has to ask you out, and it's kind of interesting. Mm, okay. Um, did you notice any like specific um, patterns the only other, in I, guys that you? Go ahead. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Finish your question because I think my answer has something to. It, it's going to answer yours as well. I was going to say, do you have? Do you notice any patterns in guys? Like when you have gone on dates with with guys in New York versus the guys that you've gone on dates with in. Um, San Francisco, like, is there, like, a um, a difference in, in the personalities and stuff like that? Um, let's just say ever since I've moved to New York, I guess I'm embracing my cougardom because I have been dating, I have been going out with more guys under the age of 30 than I ever have in my entire life. Huh. I mean, 23, okay. 26, I mean, these young guys that are interested, it's like, wow. Really? How does yeah. that make you feel? Damn good. <laughs> it, okay, because some people could be like, oh, it makes me feel so old. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel – it makes me feel a little old sometimes, but it's just still kind of like that kind of validation. It's like, yeah, I still got it. These hot 20-year-olds want to go out with me. But then I also think about they're not – they're eventually not going to be someone that I'm, I want, I'm going to want to date seriously. Does that make sense? I mean, I might want to hang out mm-hmm. with you, fool around with you, that kind of stuff, and get to know you. But I'm not mm-hmm. gonna use. I'm not gonna make you my boyfriend and take you to my part. You know, I, I feel bad because it's mm-hmm. like it's more of like I'm making new friends and kind of like having some fun, as opposed to meeting someone that it's like, oh, this could be serious. You know, and um, or in San Francisco, I I was it was usually more guys my age, but um, and in both mm-hmm. cities, I will tell you this: online dating 
it's kind of tough because there are so many freaking guys in an open relationship. Uh, it's like, oh, I have a, I have a partner, but we can fool around or we can go out, I can make new friends and stuff. It's like, great, so this just means I can't, <laughs> I can see you as a friend or an FB, but I'm never going to see you as my own boyfriend. Okay, got it. Now, are some of these guys in open relationships that are straight or gay or both? Gay. Gay. I met. Okay. It's mostly gay that I've met. Yeah. Okay. okay. But that's the sad thing because it happened in San Francisco too. I met these great mm-hmm. guys. Well, this one guy, um, and he didn't tell me he was in a relationship until we actually met. And um, it's like usually it's the guys that I hit it off with the most, and they that I feel the most comfortable with and chatting with about stuff that I get along with. And it's like that bombshell drops. It's like, well, shoot, I was hoping, you know. I was hoping this could be something because it's like we have so much to talk about and, and, and we're, I'm interested in you, but then it gets to the point where it's like, well, you know what? Maybe I just made a new friend, you know? Right. So it all depends. But I will right. say one thing. I went out with this 23-year-old guy, and he's a really, really sweet guy, and we sat down, and he started to, like, overthink everything that I said or moves that he would make and all this other stuff, and I finally looked at him. He says, what are we doing? And I said, you know what? I said, in my head, what we're doing is having fun together. We're not dating. We're not. Da- we're just having. We're, we're we're getting to know each other and having fun. It's like I said, you're 23 years old. Your priority right now should not be finding a boyfriend. You are trying to get into grad school. You still live with your parents. You want to find some extra income. All this other stuff. You got your whole life ahead of you. Don't focus. Don't think. Of, don't start to worry about finding a boyfriend. It's like you just need to relax. And it's like with me especially, relax and have a good time. I'm very lighthearted. If I if I feel the situation is getting uncomfortable, I will make a joke to kind of ease the tension. I said, and then on the flip side, you take that joke as me being an asshole to you. It's like you need to stop overthinking everything. You know, you put your hand on my knee. You know, when we're at when we're out having drinks, and then you start to question, is that all right? Is that all right? It's like. I said, you know what, if you put your hand on your knee and I don't want it there, I'll take it off. So if, right. if you put your hand on your knee and I didn't do anything, then you're pretty good, you know. I said, just be 23. And it's like, I remember I was that age too. And it's like, yes, it's nerve-wracking, but it's like if you just, just be a little bit more confident and enjoy yourself. And he told me that's his biggest issue. He's so self-aware that he's so kind of, you know, conservative about what he In does. In his own and, feeling. You know, and his mm-hmm. own feelings, and it's like you. I said, I said, Peter. I said, I look at you, and I can see you wrapped up in everything in your head. Your head is going a mile a minute. You just need to relax. It's like, and you'll enjoy life. It's like maybe. And, and a friend of mine said, well, maybe you'll be good for him in a way that you could be that little kind of mentor, where you're just like, this is how you should take it easy. Just do this and have some fun, and kind of give him some pointers, as opposed to. You know, my fear was that I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, we've been on a couple of times, and it's like I know how he is. Like, oh, my God, he's in love. He wants this. So that's why whenever he asked me what's going on between us, I said, we're just having fun. Just look at it that way. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not in it for a relationship. I'm in it to, like, you're a sweet guy. I like having, I like hanging out with you. But that's what you need to see us as. So if you meet some other guy mm. that takes your breath away, then go for it. But don't – I wanted to kind of nip the boat out saying – being so overt and saying, don't fall in love with me. I mean, not assuming that he would. I'm just right. saying, you, you, you kind of want to put right. that out there right off the bat so you're not going to hurt someone later. So, right. Granted, I haven't talked to him in three weeks, so who knows? <laughs> uh, well, no, that's good that you were upfront and honest because a lot of people will say, ooh, it's great sex. I want to say whatever I can to preserve the sexual relationship. Whereas you're just like, you know what? 
the sex may be good, but I'd rather not hurt somebody over it, you know? That's that I, so. I didn't I didn't say it was great sex. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that that's an example. Right, no, so, I, I, no I totally agree. Um, so what's funny to me, and the reason why I asked that, is because there's a huge difference for me in Boston, because I haven't moved, dating as a gay guy to dating as a trans woman. Huge mm-hmm. difference. Like, huge. Um, dating as a gay guy kind of went a little... It was hit or miss. Some guys right. would be like, I, I would never date a black guy, and you drop the N-word. And some guys would be like, oh, I only date black guys. And I'm like, ugh, okay. But my experience as a trans woman has been so incredibly weird. And that's the only way I could say it. So at first I thought, oh my God, I'm just going to encounter a ton of trans folks. Not even close to what I'm experiencing. So at first I was getting the whole um, fetish thing. I've never been with a trans woman and I'd like to or... I only date trans women, and I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. I kid you not, Kyle, in the past um, two weeks, I've gotten about three guys telling me that they wanted to marry me, that they wanted me to be their wife, that they wanted me to be in an exclusive relationship with them after meeting them online. I kid you not. It's so strange how um, quick these guys are to try to wife me up, you know? It's, it's just so uh-huh. weird. I don't know how to how to deal with it because I've never dealt with something like this before. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's the weirdest thing for me. And I, I I've seen more dick pics now than I did when I was dating gay men. I kid you not. Every (laughs) straight guy that has talked to me or bi guy has sent me their dick pic. Whether they said, oh, let's go on a date. You seem so nice. Boom, dick pic. Or um, I just want to have a dick pic. Not even a like, let's trade pics before they send it. It's just like, boom, here it is. No, it's just like, hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Boom, dick pic. I'm like, dude, wow. you don't lead with the dick pic. And then they ask me, you know, hey, can I see your... No, you can't. And they are so freaking bold. They say stuff like, well, how big are your boobs now? Um, like, um, are you going to get rid of that? When are you going to get rid of it? Well, while you're, you, you have it, do you masturbate? Like, the things that you probably shouldn't ask somebody who's a stranger, the things that you would ask somebody who's a friend of yours and you're curious. Right. I'm just like, wow, you're trying to date me and you're asking me these questions right off the bat? So I've become very bitchy towards men when it comes to those questions. If if you send me a dick pic, if you ask me inappropriate questions, blocked, I'm done with you, I can't talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. So... It's it's just been strange, very very different. I didn't expect it. I did not expect it at all. Um, but I have to say, the guys that have been supportive 
have been extremely supportive. So I give well, a lot of credit because. Well, you know that's the, that's the impressive thing that because it's like even mm-hmm. you gotta go you gotta go through all the muck to get to the, right. the brighter side, and the fact that there are these guys out there like that means there is hope. You know, there is there mm-hmm. is somebody out there. You know, that's the good thing. If you were just encountering fetish guys or guys that are just like pigs yeah. about this, then it would be mm-hmm. different. But if you're actually actually meeting people that even if you don't date, then they can be friends or whatever. That's a plus, mm-hmm. you know. You got to think about it. Right. And you still you sound positive about that too, because that's the silver lining you're mm-hmm. seeing. Is that there are still right. some bright stars out there. It's not everybody like this. You've just seen. Mm-hmm. You just encountered more than your fair share, but <laughs> the yeah. fact that they're still out there. Yeah, and that's I have great. to say, um, the movie How to Be Single. I don't know if you've seen it. Changed my life on how I view dating. Um, I saw myself in two characters, and I just was like, wow. And the funny part is I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, why doesn't she do this? Why doesn't she do this? Why doesn't she do this? And I'm like, holy crap, I'm talking about myself. Like, why, why am I not doing what I'm suggesting these people do? So mm-hmm. um, it, it really changed my life. And so if a guy doesn't work out, like there was this one guy I was talking to. I was talking to him for like three months. And we just exchanged, you know, no, not three months. I'm lying. It was like a month. I'm sorry. It was like a month. And we were going back and forth. And he kind of, you know, went away and came back, went away and came back. And we finally started texting. And yesterday he's like, all right, I'm going to call you. And he never called me. And I could have been so sad. Like, God, I wasted this month. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be sad about this because, number one, he's only been in my life for a month. And number two, he gave me something that I never thought I'd had, which is hope. You know, so I let it go. And um, I am talking to another guy, and that's a long story. I'll tell you offline. It's a long story. But um, (laughs) he's a good guy. Of course, his name is Ryan. I have a thing for Ryan's now. But um, I also realized I'm more into black guys now than I was before. I mean, I always would date anybody. It doesn't matter. But I, I'm sexually attracted to black men now, and I don't get why, but whatever. Hmm. Um, so let's talk about some real issues now that we got all that out of the way. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the Oscars? Like, what was your impression of the winners, the overall telecast? Chris Rock, um, the whole thing. In a nutshell, I thought Chris Rock did a really good job. I mean, after a while, they mm-hmm. kind of bang us over the head with the whole race thing. Yes. However, yes. I did think he did a fun. I did think he did a very fun job of uh, the monologue and opening up the show and talking about it. Because not only did he kind of agree about the you know the obvious um, whitewash of the Oscars and stuff, but he also made fun of like the whole Jada Pinkett Smith thing. You know, Jada Pink boycotting mm-hmm. Oscars is like me and R- Rihanna's vagina. You're not invited to the party, girl. <laughs> no one cares. Mm-hmm. You're not going, you know, it's kind of like you know, he's a kind of silly thing. So he, he, I don't. I think he was very um, equal and fair in his um, his joke. I mean, just even the skit that he did when he went over to. Um, to Harlem to talk about all the white movies that he thought that no one's ever heard of, but they also straight out was hilarious. It was, kind of a, it was kind of another, it's kind of another um, social st- say about 
you know, yes, I mean, there are these movies, but it's like you're also, these movies are not targeted to certain people, like it, one way or the other, you know? So it's like, it's like it's not just that only white people are nominated. It's like, it's like there are movies out there that just don't cross the barriers for everybody. I mean, there's young, old, black, white, gay, straight movies that people don't want to see. The biggest issue was that, like Spike Lee had kind of said, the, the problem starts in the studios. They just need to be more movies that are made with, when you don't, where you're casting a, a wide open net of who can be in these movies or what kind of movies are made across the board, you know? So it's like it's all I, I thought he did a really good job. I applaud him because I thought he did a really, really good job. The Oscars were pretty much not totally scale, but it's kind of predictable. Um the not only did we get one shock, we got two. Because usually there's a uh. you know, usually you can kind of pick what the awards are gonna be and like this is what's gonna be, but there's always like one curveball thrown in there, you know, like when uh, right. Lauren Bacall didn't win for Mirror Has Two Faces years ago and Juliette Binoche won. Uh-huh. And people knew uh-huh. that she was, Juliette Binoche was good, but everyone said, oh, Lauren Bacall's going to get it. And she didn't. So I was waiting for that. And then that's, uh, for me, I mean, I never saw Bird Despise, and I'm sure he's incredible, but Mark Lyons was that, was that shocker. Because everybody thought, oh, it's going to be um, Sylvester Stallone. You know, he's going to win. Uh-huh. And then Mark Rylance won. Right. So there was that, and then there was the Sam Smith beating Lady Gaga. I was resigned to the fact that Lady Gaga was going to win, and then all of a sudden it was Sam Smith. It's like, whoa, that was that was big. I know. For me, my big upset moments were um, the fact that yes, there were no black people nominated in the um, acting categories. It was only white. There was no other color. But I was mm-hmm. shocked at how many background people were non-white that were winning, and nobody even said that. You know, these people from Italy, from uh, Uganda, from everywhere, people were from all other countries, and they were winning. So I guess I didn't understand how it was so white when it was only white in a few, in four categories. Right. It wasn't white in the rest of the categories. So I was like, hmm, that's strange. Um, you touched on something that I didn't even realize I was going to think about. I, I didn't even realize I was going to talk about. But you know what? Girl, I didn't funny, touch nothing. Kyle? You did. You touched <laughs> me in my special place. Um, <laughs> you said that if studios would cast more people of color, that encompasses every yellow skin, black skin, brown skin, if people of color, then there would have been more nominees. Why in the world did everybody get upset then when Annie was black? Okay, there, you know, the studio was trying something different, and everybody got upset because Annie was black. So it's like you, do, you, you try and you still get flack. You don't do it, and you get flack. So help me understand. Well, no, I mean, I'm thinking, I didn't know about this whole Annie gate. I mean, my thought is, like, right. um, instead of, like, all of a sudden they're Annie's black, it's like, I just thought, it's like, oh, this is just going to be a different version of Annie. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, want, I right. saw it, you know. I mean, granted, it was crap, me but too. I saw it. Um, yeah, it was like, right. still Black Steel Magnolias, <laughs> Black About Last Night, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, they're it's trying to take it's just a different take right. on it. But I think mostly what my comment was was that they need to do more movies where it's, I mean, granted, certain movies, 
If I could do it straight out of Compton, yes, Dr. Dre needs to be played by an African-American man. I'm saying, like, there right. need to be more movies out there where race isn't even an issue, you know? Like, you look uh-huh. at, like, um, like, all these movies where, like, you know, Morgan Freeman or Angela Bassett's the president and stuff. I mean, the uh-huh. only thing that should be, the only thing I think should mention in the script is, like, the president is a woman, the president is a man. And then it's like, hire whoever you want, you know? But make uh-huh. it more of an open, an open call that it's like you're not just looking at a white man, a black man, a this. You're just looking at who's, who's going to be the best actor for this role, however it's written. You know, that's what I meant. I mean, granted, like I said, right. there's going to be certain movies where it's like race or gender will be necessary because it's like of who they're playing. But there needs uh. to be more movies where that's not even an issue. You know, like it's more like, you know, all these original movies where you're making that it's like you don't need – you just have a, an open call for, like, president, woman, right. and be done. And then you get Angela Bassett or Angelina Jolie, whoever. You know, it doesn't matter. We're looking for a strong black woman. We're looking for a woman. And that way the uh-huh. casting field is open wide. You know, I think stuff like that. Right. Which is like, like I don't know if you've heard about the musical Hamilton that's on Broadway that they did at the Grammys. Yeah. That, the gender and the race wasn't even an issue. I mean, everybody, all of the, I mean, it was a hip hop musical. So all of the white act, all of like Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and Aaron, but they're all played by black men. And then the sisters that are involved, there's like an, a, the Latino one, a, an African-American woman and a white woman. You know, like the whole gender thing and race thing, that wasn't even an issue. It was like you, they were looking at these characterizations of these famous people. And I think that's what made it so fascinating because uh-huh. you have Thomas Jefferson as this, you know, um, African-American man with swagger. And it's coming across as, like, Thomas Jefferson maybe with a pompous ass. And not, you know, it was, it was just very well done. And it's like, I'm not saying that maybe movies need to go that far, because, I mean, unless it's supposed to be kind of a spoof or something, because I don't think America's ready for, like, oh, we're doing a movie and George Washington's black and we're supposed to accept it. Well, that's a little bit yeah. harder. But what I'm saying uh-huh. is that there needs to be more movies where it's like you're not, you're not looking for a particular race or gender. It's just like you're just looking for actors. And you can right. make a movie that way. And it, that's not even an issue when you're watching it because you're looking at a great story and a great performance. That's what I'm at. Does that make sense? No, I understand. That, yes, absolutely. I didn't know that about Hamilton. That's great. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. And, um, I saw this movie called The Perfect Match. On Friday, because lately, that's all I've been doing every Friday is going to the fucking movies. Um, Must level where they know my order. Um, the Perfect Match is stars Ter- Terrence J. from E! News. He is obviously black. It's an all-black cast, except for, you know, a couple white people, and Casper Smart is in it. Um, he is a agent in Hollywood who is content with being single, but his friends all want him to be taken. And it's never explained why he got this way, except that, you know, his parents, you're never going to see this movie. So I can explain it to you. Um, His parents died, and ever since his parents died, he feels closed off, and Paula Patton is his sister. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is why we don't get awards because it's a black cast, right? But they have Ebonics. These people are, he's an agent. He has a beautiful house. He has um, a beautiful car. The other people in the movie aren't poor. 
and they have nice homes and, you know, sort of like middle class to affluent, and they still speak ghetto. And I'm just like, you know what? You don't see a white movie where the people are talking like they just came from the trailer. You know, so it's just... And then the the girl that was naked in the film wasn't the dark-skinned girl with, you know, the curvy figure. It was a skinny, light-skinned black girl. You know, and I'm like, well, there you go. And so there's a little bit of racism within our own race. And I just look at this movie as an example, and I'm just like, why would we get nominated if we're putting out films like this? I don't even want to review it on my website. I review every movie that I see on my website. I can't even do it because I just can't feed into the fact that we have black films, we have this opportunity, and we waste it. And it was produced by Queen Latifah, which is even more horrifying because she herself, as a black woman of a certain size, of a certain age, has not gone that route. So why would she produce a film that would go that route. It just it but, boggles my mind. Boggles but on the flip side, but on the flip side, I mean, there are movies like mm-hmm. that all the time. There's movies out there just to just just simply to entertain, and it doesn't mean it needs to I win any awards. Just to go out there and entertain, and maybe that's. I mean, that's what I kind of look at. I mean, if, if, if every movie out there was specifically with the intent of like being such a game changer and possible award victor, then no one would see movies because people would make, be making all these movies that they thought were too serious that no one would want to see. That's why I think you've got to right. have the schlock out there so people can just go out and laugh and be entertained. But it's across the board. I mean, everybody makes those type of movies. So, Right, but I, I just feel like if you're going to take the time and give a budget to a movie, especially with you know the state of black cinema, you want to take the time to make a good movie. A good movie. How to Be Single featured all white people. And it was probably one of the funniest movies that I've ever seen. And, yeah, you said, you know, you had Rebel Wilson, you know, open her top and stuff. And she's a certain size. She didn't care. And you have Dakota Johnson, who was the same way. But I'm watching this movie, and they played it safe. The people with the perfect bodies showed their bodies, and the people with the not perfect bodies didn't show their bodies. And it's like... You, I, I don't think that this will win an award. Now, I'm not saying that I, I wanted it to, but I just want it to to raise the bar just a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my my thought. Even the bat, and then there's another Medea movie where she's going to be fighting, um, I guess it's a Halloween one. I don't know. I'm just, like, over it. I'm just, I wish we would just put out quality, and then we can complain that it's not being um, awarded, but we're not putting out quality. We're putting out crap. Um, I did have a Gerard Butler week. I saw um, London Has Fallen and Gods of Egypt in the same week. So that was, you know, I hadn't been on two dates in a long time with the same person. So that was interesting. Um, Big ups to Gerard because he, I think, was a producer for both of the movies. Um, London Has Fallen was actually awesome. And Gods of Egypt, I kind of liked it, even though um, the critics banned it. They, like, thought it was probably one of the worst movies in history, but I kind of liked it a lot. I did feel, like everybody else, that the cast was, the lead cast was a little too white. And Gerard, being an Egyptian, did not lose his Irish accent, so that was kind of weird. But 
other than that, I kind of liked it. Um, what movies have you seen since the break? Oh, my God, I haven't seen anything. I mean, I think the last no. thing I went to see in the theater was probably The Revenant. Mm-hmm. I just God. haven't been out. I mean, I, everything else I've just been watching on TV and stuff, and I haven't really seen anything. There hasn't been anything that big that I wanted to see, because, like, this year's Oscars, so right. was like, yeah, I wanted to see most of them, but there was nothing I was, like, dying to see. I mean, I, I, mean, I have mm-hmm. some of them downloaded on my computer, or I'll see later, but... Yeah, this year was there wasn't really anything spectacular, and lately there hasn't been any movies that have been put out there that it's like, oh yeah, I gotta see that, I gotta see that. Cause no, mm-hmm. maybe maybe mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, but I don't know anything else. Yeah, um, I will say London Has Fallen was really good. It was a very adult movie, and if you saw the first one, and you see the second one, they continue with some of the characters, so it was really shocking to what happens to some of the characters. So I really, really liked it. The Finest Hours was one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my entire life. It was so bad, I can't even explain to you how bad it was. It was so bad. Like I wanted my money back, to be honest with you. It was that bad. I, I, I haven't even ugh. heard about it. Exactly, girl. It was bad. Um, Deadpool was good, but it's just Ryan Reynolds doing the same character over and over, kind of like Jim Carrey. So I was kind of disappointed that, you know, he didn't really do something different. But in speaking of, um, because I'm sort of a closet nerd, I love comic book movies, Deadpool is part of the Marvel Universe, and at some point you are going to see Deadpool interact with the Avengers at some point because Spider-Man's always already going to be interacting with the Avengers. So that means Deadpool will have to come across Black Widow, and in real life they're exes, so how will that go? <laughs> Something to think about. Yes, I'm a nerd. I don't care. Um... Have you been watching The People vs. OJ? Let's go to TV. No. I watched, like, the first few episodes, and then I just kind of gave up on it. <laughs> Why? What What turned you off? Um, it sort of turned me off. It's just that it didn't pull me in so much where I needed to make sure I saw it, you know? It was kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, it's interesting, but I, I, and then I would forget about it. I forget that it was on. So that was mostly what the deal was, so... But I hear it's really good. I mean, I, I swear, I literally have only seen three episodes. And see, I love it because I didn't know some of the things that were going on behind the scenes. Now, E! News does an amazing job. They have a segment the Wednesday after the show airs on the Tuesday night called Factor Fiction, and they go over what was real in the series and what was not for that episode the night before. And it's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing how much is real. And it's kind of funny how much is not. So, um, yeah, if you watch The People vs. OJ, check out E! News on Wednesday night, and you will see what's real and what's not. It's so cool. Um, They said, you know, the Kardashians chanting, you know, Kardashians was, was fake. 
But they said that when OJ went into one of the girls' bedrooms to kill himself, it wasn't Kim's bedroom. It was actually Chloe's. So that really did happen. And um, Christopher Darton said that he was really attracted to Marsha Clark. And so their moment could have been real, not sure, you know. But, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. This week, Marsha Clark was crucified by everybody. She got her hair done because her hair was awful, so she got tighter curls. And she walked in, and Judge Ito said, um, are you ready to proceed, Miss Clark, if that's even you? And it was so embarrassing for her, she just started crying. And you're just like, wow, I feel so bad for her. That really did happen. And um, she had to cancel her, um, she had to have her ex-husband pick her kids up because she was still in court. And Johnny Cochran said, you know, are we going to have this go on or, you know, he said something to do with child care. And she stood up and said, I'm really offended, blah, blah, blah. That really happened. So it's like, God, you just, it's amazing. I love seeing the background because I hated them for interrupting my soaps. So now that I know how important it was, I'm I'm not so haterade about it now. Um, trying to think what else. Um, when I oh, what other shows are you watching? By the way. Um, let me see. I'm watching my usual Wednesday night shows. You know, like the the sitcoms. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. Now that How to Get Away with Murder is back on. I'm watching Quantico, The Family. Um, what else, what else, what else? Hold on, let me see what's on my TiVo right now. What Do you have anything about... in particular? Pretty Little Liars, well, The yes. Real Neals. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's what about much. this show that's not on TV per se, but um, Fuller House? Have you watched that? <laughs> no. Ew, I don't like you. <laughs> um, no. It's if you're a fan of the original Full House, which you will like Fuller House. Um, you're a bitch. Uh, you're just you don't have. Are you American? I, I want to yeah, see I, your papers. I want to <laughs> see your papers. Sorry. Because it is so good, and it features one of my all-time top ten male crushes. Juan Pablo de Pasi. So I'm, like, really loving it. You know, when I saw he was on, I almost had a heart attack. And, of course, I think that the cameramen know how much I love him because they keep giving me butt shots of him. Oh, my God, he's so beautiful. And, yeah, he can act, too, but he's beautiful. Um, I don't know. I, I like it a lot. And they explain that Michelle Tanner is in New York running her fashion line, which is, you know a nod to the Olsen twins. Right. Um, It came out on a Friday. The next Tuesday, Netflix said, we're ordering season two. That's never happened before. So, apparently, because it came out on that Friday, this is what the rumor is, ABC was down that night um, because everybody was watching Fuller House, which is its former you know, um, network. So right. I just love it. I love it to death. I really do. And I can't get enough of it. But 
that's just me. Um, apparently, because Kyle is not American. He's from, like, Canada or something. I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, and it's filmed in San Francisco. How can you not like it? How can you not like it? Nope. Ew! Fix your attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The only big topic I wanted to talk about um, was Josh Duggar. I don't know if you heard, but he's out of rehab after six months of rehab. So suddenly he's cured. Give me an effing break. Uh, I think it's disgusting that people are forgiving him. I think his sisters are crazy to forgive him. I understand, you know, you're supposed to forgive and forget and all that. But I don't know if I can forgive somebody who molested me and my sisters. I just don't know. And it was my brother. I, I don't know if I could forgive that. Um, what are your thoughts on Mr. Duggar? You know, I haven't followed it too much. It just doesn't seem like six months is enough to rehabilitate someone, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. unless it was so intense. But um, it's it's just an interesting case. That's all it is. I mean, because it's just the way they were brought up and this forgiveness and stuff. But it's just kind of mm-hmm. interesting to see how what happens next, you know? It's like that's the next wave. It's like if, if he's truly rehabilitated, then something like this won't happen again. But it's just like I would just have some kind of weird distrust, you know? And then the thing is, it's been a secret for, what, 10, 10, let's just say 10 years. And you're going to get cured after six months of therapy? You've been holding this secret in your family for 10 years. You go to six months of therapy and you're cured? Give me an effing break. It doesn't match. It doesn't add up. So, I don't know. I just think it's weird. Um, I really don't want to talk about it because I don't know too much about it and it just makes me angry. But what are your thoughts on the presidential race? I have I, <laughs> I have to plead the fifth because it's like I kind of stay um, uh, purposely purposely ignorant of what's going on because uh-huh, I mean I re- uh-huh. I mean I see what happens I see what happens at the rallies and all this other stuff I just I still can't believe about the support that Trump is getting and just the ignorance it's bringing out it's bringing uh-huh. out in people so it's very scary uh-huh. but it's like I really think people need to start considering that this could actually happen. I think people are slowly starting to realize that it's, yeah, it was funny to begin with, but it's not going to be funny if this actually works for him. What I find so incredibly strange is that you have somebody who's basically a bully with money who said, you know, well, I was struggling when I first, you know, left college and stuff. My dad had to give me a small loan of a million dollars. It's like he has no perception of what struggle is. Right. And he wants to be the president and represent every company, every American. You know, granted, Obama isn't every American, but he knows what struggle is. And even Bush, sort of, to a point, knew what struggle was. Because his father did not help him out. His father was like, you're an idiot. You're a C-average student. Do it your own self. I'll help you out a little bit, but most of you do it yourself because you're an idiot. And Trump never had that. He had that silver spoon in his mouth from the day he was born, and his mouth got bigger, but the spoon got a little bit bigger too. And I just feel it's scary that 
you have a candidate who swears at other candidates, who says, and he said this because I'm watching it. I don't really watch the news, but I'm flipping through channels and it stops on Trump and he says, you know, Mitt Romney, he's such a traitor. He would have dropped down to his knees if I told him, really. And it's like, are you kidding me? In front of older people and all that, you're suggesting that a straight grandfather would blow you? Like, ew, that's disgusting. He is a disgusting human being. Why would you want him to represent your country? I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I'm, I don't know a lot about politics, but I know that's not the person I want representing me. Right. So I, ugh, it's just, it's scary. It really is. And he won Massachusetts, the Republicans in Massachusetts. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're a liberal state. How did he win us? I don't understand. I don't know. So that's my spiel on that. I don't care what anyone says. You're not going to change my mind. I'm voting for Hillary. That's it. And the story <laughs> of my mind has been made up. Okay. Thanks. Go suck it. I'm not voting for Bernie. And this is not you know, me being rude, but I just, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared to vote for him. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I'm just scared to vote for him. Anyway. Um, well, that's the only, those are the topics that I had on deck. Um, am I missing something? Did you want to bring up something else? Am I forgetting um, something? Let's see. What else did we have talked about? Um, well, I mean, it's we didn't really mention. Uh-huh. No, I know. I and mean, we really didn't talk about, I mean, like, Nancy Reagan's passing, so but we don't really uh-huh. need to say anything about, except just, like, now she's now she's with Ronnie, so uh-huh. all's well that ends well. And just so that everybody knows, um, she was a supporter for, she was an AIDS activist, but she didn't like us gays very much, just to let you guys know. Um wanted to clear that up because a lot of people are like, I mean, I would never wish death on anybody, obviously. But no, 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 for no. For people but... to, to say, you know, oh, she was an icon. At the time where gay people were dying left and right from AIDS, she was supportive of AIDS, but she wasn't supportive of gays. So I can't really say that she was an icon in my my life, you know. I don't know. That's just me. Um, so rest in peace, Nancy. Anything else? I feel like I'm missing something. Um, have you been watching Mm -hmm. I Am Kate? (sighs) Yeah. Um, what do I say about it? It feels a little contrived now. Mm -hmm. Um, she can make her own decisions, but in season one, she was very adamant that sexual identity has nothing to do with sexual orientation. So even though she was transitioning from male to female, she still liked women. So for her to say in the first episode, been there, done that, I'm a girl now, I want to be treated like a girl, I want to date a man. What? I was shocked by that. That was the most shocking thing. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. 
and the way she was so cavalier about it. Been there, done that. I, I get her reasoning, but holy crap, Barbara. Like, wow. Um, it's only had one episode so far, but what are your thoughts? I haven't watched it. I think she's been just making this most idiotic statement that I can't I can't even begin to support mm-hmm. anything. And then I'm sure the reasons why the show's been so contrived is because she's got to make sure that the rating stamps if she keeps the season, you know? It's going to be like that because it's like if it doesn't, you get no ratings. And then with no ratings, you get no show. So well, and I, what I've heard, it's not doing so well so far. So Exactly. I don't think she's, don't think she's long for E. <laughs> so what happened was, and I feel kind of bad. So she, in the first season, had big ratings and they gradually went down. And this season, it's just starting off bad. And they're comparing it to the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm still in shock over her whole statement. I think every, and the funny part is, I will say this. She's been going through the same things that I've been going through at the same time. So the first episode was about her license and everything, and I just had my license redone. So it was kind of cool. But I feel like I'm going through it with her. Obviously, she did this weeks and weeks ago, but, yeah, it's just weird. And she's a Republican, and she feels like Republicans are for trans women and women's issues, and she's so wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, So, anything else, my dear? No, I think that pretty much is it for me. What do you got going on this week? Jury duty. <laughs> mhm. Jury duty. I've got some okay. friends that are in from from London, so I'll see them this week. So that'll be fun. Okay. Nice, nice. Um, Working, and I'm going to see Divergent on Friday, which is, I can't wait to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never bought a ticket in advance before, and this is the first time I did. And because I bought it in advance, I got the downloads of the first two movies, so I'm so excited. I'm going to do like a, um, a, what's it called, Um, a marathon. And also on Friday, I'm doing a follow-up. This Friday, March 18th, will be the year that I started on hormones. So it's kind of a momentous day for me. So mm-hmm. kind of excited about that. Um, cool. But, yeah, nothing nothing too, too special. But Okay, well, we've talked about a lot. And, jeez, yeah. we still have, like, an hour left or something. Um, what? <laughs> I love catching up with you. Well, I I think I set the set it for two hours. I can't remember, but anyway. Oh. Um. I love catching up with you and hearing your gorgeous voice. So happy Always things are going pleasure. well. Yes. And don't forget, oh. look for a headhunter. I know. Here's I will. Business. Okay. All right, my dear. Well, it was great talking to you, and I will. You talk as to well. You Have a great media. week. Definitely. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. 
feel thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk Radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.